Welcome back to another episode of Broken Silence Real Talk. Thank you to all those out there who are listening. Again, if you want to call in to join our live discussions, please feel free to call, text 437-488-4871. Today we're going to talk about my last my last episode. Um, I know I said I was going to bring some people to on the show to talk about some issues, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. A couple of people have texted in um, with, you know, thank you. A lot of people found it inspiring. Grateful for that. Um, but particularly, I got a message from a young black king. And I really thought about it. Really thought about his question. And it said a lot. His question was, how do you keep your girl? And I wanted to respond immediately. But, you know, I said I was going to wait to put out another episode. To my young black king, Shifty, from Toronto can't keep nobody. Nobody's a possession. You can keep yourself, which is the most important thing. If you're doing everything that you have to do, you're loyal, you're committed. You know, I know a lot of people reference the Bible, but the Bible doesn't say anything about loyalty. It says something about committed, but people made up the word loyalty and made it into a word of God, which is not true. You got to be committed to yourself before you're committed to anybody. You can't keep anybody, especially if they don't want to be kept. And the thing is, if they left you, guess what? Maybe it's your time to elevate. I think people look at it the wrong way. Like, oh, my God, my girl left me. My man left me. All of that. No. Sometimes it's your time to elevate. And maybe this is the most high showing you that they can't elevate with you to the next season. A lot of people have mental health issues that you don't even know of. There's a reason why, you know, people have the word toxic relationships. The reason why it's toxic is because there's mental health. There's mental health that both you and her or her and him just don't want to recognize. And I think especially in our black culture, we don't recognize mental health because we've been taught not to recognize that. And that's a white man's thing. In reality, mental health is very real. And the only way to overcome it is sometimes we got to unlearn what we've been taught and relearn the currency. And I think that's important. I think we got to recognize that. And we don't. You know, a lot of people say, um, isn't it funny that when you when you start to focus on you and do you, then all of a sudden the person wants you back. And that should tell you something. That person wants to control over you. Think of like an establishment. You know, when you go into a restaurant and, you know, do you have a complaint? Who do you go to? Do you go to the person who's the manager of the restaurant or do you go to a person or do you go to the establishment? Nobody has the level to go to the establishment, but they always complain to the manager. The key is you need to manage your own self. You got to manage your own emotions. You got to be the manager of yourself. So when somebody who's toxic to you sees that you're managing yourself, now they want to come back and try to destroy that. That's not how it's supposed to go. you got to learn how to manage your emotions and manage yourself and stop letting people control you. Because a lot of people want to elevate you. They, they want to see you do better, but not everybody wants to see you do better than them. And I'm not speaking for all women, but it's unfortunate, you know, I tell everybody I'm a child and youth worker for the Toronto District School Board. And a lot of things that I see and a lot of young women that I see, a lot of them are going through a lot of sexual identity crisis. Some of them have been raped by their uncle. 
your stepdad, and they they get scared. They don't know what to do when a man actually loves them. They run because they think that you're gonna hurt them. And I'm gonna share a piece with you guys because for the longest time, I've allowed toxic relationships to run my life. You know, I've allowed toxic control to run my life and I'm not doing that anymore. You guys, I'm now the management of my own life. I'm the manager, I'm the CEO, I'm the president. I control what I do. I always tell people, you know, focus on you until the focus is actually on you. You know, and it's unfortunate that a lot of these young women out here are going through the abuse, are going through the manipulation, the rape, the drug use, the sexual abuse, emotional abuse from men who are supposed to be their leaders, their dads, their stepdads, their uncles, their brothers, their cousins. And a lot of these young men don't understand why they're acting the way they act. Some of them are running from love because they don't know what love is. And again, I can admit that I'm one of them. I'm gonna share a piece with you about a lot of the, the turmoil in my life, where it stemmed from. It's from my book, Hidden Truths, Broken Silence. It's called Dear Uncle. I've been trying to figure out how to come for you because I'm legal now. Don't think I forgot the shit you did to me now. You think I don't remember all those days and nights, but I know there's one day you won't forget, and I know that's right. That Friday the 13th was the day you thought you took all of me. Yeah, you were stabbed and beat up, but you think I feel sorry for you? You always use my body to try and get your dick up. You would molest me all the time, and I got tired of it, so I did what I should have did. I called up my boys, and they were there on a flip of a dime. In the hospital bed, you were concerned about jail, not even that you're hurting. You're lucky we live in a broken police system. They believed your ass and gave you a pass. But you know the truth, you live in a lie, hurting little girls, especially me. But now I'm older and I'm done crying in these sheets. I took several charges that night. I might as well have been the one holding the knife. A part of me wishes I was there to see your pain, but what would I gain? I lost my cousins that night. They don't talk to me now. I guess they're mad because of the way I handled things. But one of the oldest knows the real truth of things. I still, I still see you at holiday parties and it disgusts me. When I look at my aunt, I wonder why she never trusted me. I watch her sit on your lap in front of me. Does she think I wanted you? You were the one on top of me. I was a child close to 10, not even 16, when he first started groping me. Now, over 10 years later, after that night, I sit back and think to myself, what if I never got you stabbed and did only what was right? You would have been the one in jail, hoping that somebody would post your bail. My dad and brother stood by my side that night and trust me, the truth came out and you're lucky that they ain't that gangster type. You got me looking for love in all the wrong places. Now it's time for you and I to finally switch places. I know that day in the fall where they mess with you. You don't even know who stabbed you. You're still playing guess who. I know you barely leave your house and have panic attacks. I'm still hoping I get to see the day you pass. I have two boys now and I'm glad I get to show them a real man. A man is the one who provides, not there to take their wives' money and strides. You're a predator and abuser. Why did you choose me? I'm not a toy, I'm a keeper. I have a husband now who vows to protect me. When I showed him you that day at the funeral, he looked at the casket and said, don't test me. A part of me wants to go back to the streets and deal with you, but God showed me different and said, it's time to let go of you. I'm gonna leave you to him. He knows how to deal with you better than me. He too will have you on your knees. I'm a woman now. I'm strong, black and proud. Don't ever think you could ever get away with the same shit now. I'm still thinking to sue you, but questioning myself, what would that really do? 
doesn't take the hurt out of me, just money from you. One day the truth will all rise. Be prepared, don't be surprised. You didn't win at all because I told you I'm proud and I'm tall. Thank you for making me stronger. I now know I can hold on a little longer. When I take my medication for my nightmares and anxiety because of you, I get mad and scream, fuck you. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not a referee and I'm not trying to even score. I'm done giving you all of me. I hope you get to read this book. I would love to get to see your look. Those ones who really know will now understand all my pain stem from you. And all the actions I took were not to hurt my family, but to protect myself from a child molester, which was you. When I wrote that, I think I cried every sentence because I finally let it out. And in order to become the manager of my life and the manager of my emotions, I had to get to the root of it all. It's not just, oh, Christine, why are you being stubborn today? I just don't feel like doing anything. No, it's a lot deeper than that. It's a lot deeper than that. There's real pain behind people. And I think that's a lot of people cover it with a smile. And I'm guilty of that doing too. I think everybody asks me, Christine, how you doing? I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. But I'm really not. And in order for me to love somebody, I got to love myself. I got to be able to control myself. Nobody's supposed to make me happy. I make myself happy. So again, going back to how do you keep your girl? Depends if she wants to be kept. If you know that you're doing everything right, you continue doing what you're supposed to do. And if it's not, if you're not doing it, doing right by her, do right by yourself. That's the first and most important thing. If they can appreciate it, they were never meant to be in your life. There's a lot of people who take advantage of our love and our emotions. And they love to gloat to everybody like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, I have him like this. I have her like this. But guess what? In the meantime, it's building them up. It's tearing you down. You got to stop giving people the mat for you to, for them to step on. You got to be the shoes and you got to walk your own path. You got to live your own life. You got to love yourself. Because there's nothing greater than that feeling. And when the time is right, the right one will match you. A lot of people are out here, you know, making these memes out here that I don't understand, man. There's some memes out here that I'm just like, where did they get this shit from? I don't understand it. You know, it's talking about building people up and stuff like that. People take that out of context. Building somebody up is not when they're cheating on you, treating you like shit, talking down to you, hitting you, all of that. That is not building somebody up. That's not staying with somebody until they're ready. You are abusing yourself. They're abusing themselves while abusing you at the same time. So they're doing double the crime. And you are helping them. You're taking it. So you got to be responsible for your own life. And you cannot keep somebody. You got to take people away as possessions because they're not possessions, they're additions. And if you see it as a possession, people lose things. A watch is a possession. A book is a possession. You can lose a watch. You can lose a possession. You can lose that any day. I could go outside and I have money on me. I could have $20. That's what I possess. I have $20 with me. But I could lose that. When you start looking at things as an addition, you don't lose those things. Because you take care.
care of it. And in order to do that, you have to take care of yourself. I possess myself. I don't possess somebody else. That's why a lot of people, when I was in a relationship, I would often refer to them as my partner. Before I call them my man or my husband, nobody belongs to me. Not a soul belongs to me. Not even my children. My children come from me. And I help mold them into beautiful young kings and queens. But they're not mine. They come from me, but they're not mine. I have to love myself in order to love them. I have to be stable within myself in order to give them stability. So everything comes from me. And in order for me to be healthy and live healthy, I have to take care of myself first. So that's what I want you to do is take care of yourself first. And you got to change your mindset. When you change the way you think, you change the way you feel. They always say, look at the glass half full. Don't ever look at anything half. Look at it full. It's never empty. And that's what I started doing. My glass is never empty. It's always full. Whether it's only half water, there's air the other half. you got to fill it up. you got to leave that air. I look at air as my creativity. What I, want, what I want it to be is what that air is. So when my cup is never half, it's always full. The air that I see instead of the water is allowing me to make that choice on what else do I want for myself. It's allowing me to step up for myself. So I hope that you think deep within yourself to look at what you can magnetize towards yourself. You got to be at peace within each piece. You got to think about what I just said. You got to be at peace within each piece. And a lot of people don't think that deep, but I want you to start doing that. Because in order to do that, in order to do self, do a real self-reflection, you've got to hit the root. A tree, do a tree doesn't grow without the roots. And I think that's what we always, you know, this honeymoon period in relationships. Everything's all honky-dory and, oh, I love him, he loves me and all that. But guess what? Honeymoon periods end and you get to see who people real, really are during a first during a first argument. And I always tell people, one of the biggest red flags in a relationship is the first argument. Watch how that person communicates with you. If they have to disrespect you to get to their point, they're not for you. They have no respect for themselves first and foremost, and they don't even know how to communicate for themselves. You got to be very careful with that. Because if I'm unable to communicate without swearing, without hitting you, that means I'm lacking something. Not you, I am. And are you going to tolerate that or are you going to set that boundary? And when you set it, don't cross it. Because a lot of people will cross your boundary, which is dangerous. But what's lethal is when you cross your own boundary. Because you are allowing it at this time. If you have any more questions, please, again, text 437-488-4871. 
I'm going to bring somebody on my next episode, so we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about this even deeper, but we're going to talk about it from a particular aspect, you know? And again, as I always say, the highest human act is to inspire Nipsey Hussle.